What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica is brought to you by the House of Chanel. Harnessing the revitalizing powers of the red camellia flower, Chanel Research introduces a new generation of sustainably developed skincare. Numero 1 de Chanel. Beauty ahead of time. Discover the collection at Chanel.com. Chanel introduces a new generation of sustainably developed skincare infused with a high concentration of ingredients and derived from the uniquely revitalizing winter-blooming red camellia flower. Packaged with lightweight glass, organic ink, and other bio-based materials, Numero 1 de Chanel forges an unprecedented path of skincare innovation. Numero 1 de Chanel, beauty ahead of time. To learn more about the line, visit chanel.com. deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. Hi. Hi. How's it going over there? You know, I will give my day the like highest compliment that I've given like anything in the last couple of months as it relates to like experience, which is that it was like frictionless. Mm. It was like, it's been a frictionless day. Everything has gone according to plan. Like it's all happening. Which is pretty major because we're actually recording on your birthday. I know, I know, I know. Which like also, yeah, I was like looking back at what my birthday was like last year and I was telling you, it was like, God, last year, it was just like a rough Mm-hmm. I feel like I've told Thomas it was a rough day like four times to the point mm-hmm. where he's like, well, I guess I got to really roll out the fucking red carpet because <laughs> just because second- it was a terrible weather mid pandemic. I mean, we're still in pandemic. But- yeah. But it was like second day of a snowstorm, like bitter cold. Uh, yeah. It was just, it, it. yeah, it was the middle of the week. I don't know. It was, I mean, it's middle of the week now too, but it, the, the energy is a bit different. Um, well, it you, helps. you have things to look forward to. You have a vacation planned, things like that, that we couldn't have done last year. No. And like the idea of going outside doesn't feel like punishment today. Mm -hmm. When you said, when I pointed out that it was your birthday and you said, I know, I know it made me laugh because it always reminds me of one of my favorite jokes, which is from old school when Will Ferrell forgets his birthday and his estranged wife has to remind him because it's just (laughs) the funniest thing ever. Well, it's like the funniest and bleakest thing at the same time of somebody forgetting that it's their own birthday. It's just just such a quick way to uh, indicate the level of depression in someone's life. 
right that you could like lose track in that particular uh-huh. way. Yeah. So this idea of like a frictionless experience is just something that I've like been hanging on to for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And it started when Thomas and I like were out running some random errands in December that was like involved a long walk to Williamsburg. And on the way back, we were like, let's just get a Christmas tree. Like, let's like not plan on like when we're going to get a Christmas tree. Let's just get a Christmas tree. And we were by Home Depot. And so instead of going to the like neighborhood nursery that we really like, that is also like a little bit of a pain in the ass and Mm -hmm. like a little bit complicated and a little bit takes too long and a little bit like hard. We went to Home Depot and I was feeling some amount of shame about it of just being like, but this like small business that like I do like, but Mm -hmm. that like is requires so much effort from me and like doesn't have normal store hours and all Mm -hmm. of the things. We walked up to Home Depot. There was a tree, the exact right height. We walked up and paid for it. The cashier was just lovely. We were in and out. And like, I was like, wow, that was like a frictionless experience. Like that was as easy as it possibly could have been. Like granted, we still had to carry the tree home 20 blocks because, you know, live in New York, but I cannot believe you did that. I cannot. Well, I guess it was a relatively small tree. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The tree is my height. Like we don't get that big of a tree, you know. Did one or both of you carry it? Thomas carried it. And yeah, so I, I mean, for me, honestly, it was just, can you walk 20 <laughs> blocks? And Thomas, Thomas had his like work glove thingies with the sticky pans. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the rubber Which he brought, he brought in anticipation or he bought them at Home Depot? I think he brought in anticipation. He kind of likes wearing them as like winter gloves, even though I don't like the feel of that rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a hand-holding, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-mm. You guys hand-hold even when you're wearing gloves. Yeah. But you're not wearing gloves, just him. No, I am, but I don't even like the feel of the of it through the gloves. Through the gloves. Okay. Yeah. I like that part of what you're describing is just the experience of living in the suburbs, I think, and <laughs> going to big box stores. But you're like, even though I didn't have one of the best parts of the suburbs, which is climbing in my warm car and driving this thing home, it was still top-notch A-plus experience. Okay. But so then I have had other experiences recently that have also been described as frictionless that I don't feel like are suburb experiences where I like drove 45 minutes or an hour for this errand recently. Mm -hmm. And then we realized that on the way back, we could like reroute ourselves to go pick our favorite Szechuan place in Queens, this place called Little Pepper, which is just like amazing and just like timed everything exactly right. Mm-hmm. The like placing of the order to like when it was going to be ready and just walk in and like hand the owner the money. It was just like, everything was like, we marveled at the, you know, door to door time of this experience yeah. of being like, wow, like pat on the back, congrats to us for having achieved this momentous victory of doing two things and not that much time. Listen, I j- everything has become so complicated and frictionful yes. as a result of the pandemic that I like Chris and I had a nightmarish travel cancellation and rescheduling last weekend. And I, it was one of those things where it was like, this wouldn't be so awful if we didn't also have to contend with all of the pandemic aspects of it. It would be, it would still be miserable, but like God spending a couple hours in an airport is not as big of a deal if you didn't have to be wearing a mask the entire time. Well, cause like the baseline layer of shit we have to deal with yes. is just so much higher that like when you add anything on top of that, it's just feels untenable. Well, the breaking point for me during that travel day that I think truly epitomizes the idea of a frictionful life was that I was wearing my mask and headphones cause I was watching something on the plane and a flight attendant came by to talk to me. And it was like, excuse me while I untangle my headphones from my mask so that I can take them off, but not take my mask off at the same time. So I can hear what you're saying and also talk to you. (sighs) Awful. It was like, 
God, wearing headphones and a mask at the same time is so full of friction. It should be this incredibly simple thing that I could. Well, be able I find to do. myself doing the calculation of which do I put on first? Like, I, do I put the headphones in my ears and then put the mask over, or like vice versa? Like, I still why don't do know. We have to, I there's still no don't right know. answer. That's the problem because which are you going to take off first? That's the question. Like, well, the right answer is: Do you want the friction of the corded headphones tangled with your mask? Do you want the friction of AirPods that simply do not work ninety percent of the time? I can't do an AirPod, you know, I can't because I, that, that, because that drives me so bonkers. What are we really talking about here? We're talking about home decor. We're talking about home decor and things we're seeing that we're like genuinely excited about, like mm-hmm. things that we're like, yes, not just like, oh, what are the trends? But like, yes, I want some of that. Like, how do I, how does the corner of this room become a little more of that? Mm, mm. Right? Yeah. Gosh, I don't, I I think I more have an appreciation for all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think I'm I, not I don't going think they need to be applied and, yes. necessarily, mm-hmm. but there are things that we see and we're like, I like where this is headed. Yeah, um, things that are interesting to us, many of which are following a sort of like maximalist motif, I would say. Yes, yes. Yeah. But like, and a lot of them, if we want to start in like a broader space, is a lot of them fall into this sort of like Italian countryside maximalism, mm-hmm. which is like, kind of adjacent to the the British countryside cottage core thing, but it's like bolder and brighter and just like and more energetic. Does that mm-hmm. feel right? I think that sounds right for sure. For sure. I, my mother forwarded my family an article recently about how The Economist named Italy the country of the year for 2021. So it made me think like maybe this is all converging around Italy's big moment. You what know? does country of the year mean? Just that The Economist had some really nice things to say about Italy. They did say it was really hard to pick a country of the year for 2021 because everything was such a friggin' disaster. But they just felt a lot of respect for the way Italy had comported itself. I would say the thrust of it was that they had recovered from Berlusconi, like that they had like had managed to sort of rest their themselves back from that, and that they had handled the pandemic fairly well as the you know relative to everybody else. And uh, they do like they have been able to put a lot more sort of vaccination requirements in place successfully and keep numbers down fairly successfully without the amount of friction uh, that we have experienced uh, here in the United States. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. It did make me sort of feel like, oh, interesting as it relates to the fact that objectively there are certain design, very specifically Italian design trends that have come to the fore recently and that are making a really sort of like big impact in the design space. And I'm always, it's always just interesting to be like, but why now? Why this thing? And to be honest, I actually think a big part of it is because of it is driven by fashion and the fact that nineties is having a moment. And a lot of these Italian, like colorful Italian, colorful, patternful Italian aesthetics feel very nineties to me, but I also do think, you know, there are other forces at play. But the the most the the one that you brought up that feels kind of central to all of this is the the Murano glass and like Murano style glass design elements that are having a big moment. Even just I just got written up in the New York Times that all of these designers who are inspired by Murano glass. There's it feels like in my mind that it started with the revival of the mushroom lamp like mm-hmm a year and a half, two, I guess two years ago, three years mm-hmm. ago, which, you know, is a little glass blown lamp that like looks vaguely like a mushroom, although mm-hmm. like only if you're kind of looking for it. And I bought one during that period. And I felt like a little bit dumb of being like, am I like jumping on this like trend that I'm going to be tired of in a couple of years, mm-hmm. but it really like 
in my life feels timeless. Like it doesn't feel like a trendy object. And I just, I think I also realize mine's like blue and white and we turn it on at night sometimes. And there is just something really like nice about the glow of light through colored glass. Like who, who would have known (laughs) these people, like all of these people? Absolutely. These people. Yeah. I mean, it's such a specific look that is, I actually, I kind of feel like it can only work because most of our homes are largely neutral because of the design era that we just lived through. And so it actually can work really well against the backdrop of these like beiges and creams and wood color that we, a lot of us have in our home. So then, yeah, like putting a bright blue lamp or even like these Murano glass chandeliers, which range from like, sort of like delicate pastel colors to just friggin' bonkers, like, like circus colors. Yeah. Circus colors. Yeah. Like don't look totally insane when you're flipping through all of the interior decor design accounts on Instagram. You're like, wow, why does that fully nutso chandelier work in that space? And it's like, well, cause it's sort of balanced by other stuff. Cause there's like a beige linen sectional with it. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell me about some of the originals in this space, which I don't know much about? I'm not as much of an expert on this as you maybe just set me up to be. Mm, So mm, I mm. hope the experts listening will forgive me. But so the Murano chandeliers, I think the sort of like traditional ones that you see in most spaces are by this company, which I will absolutely not pronounce right. Sonny di Cristallo, do you think? Yeah, Sonny di Cristallo. Nailed it. They make really, really beautiful ones. And I'm aware of this because my brother and his wife, who is Italian, just bought one for their kitchen. And then when White started down looking, started down this rabbit hole, it was like all of these are the ones people collect that you can collect vintage ones. They still make new ones. They've been around forever. One of the people that's definitely driving this trend in general is Brett Heyman, who's the founder of Edie Parker and Edie Parker Flower. Edie Parker is a fashion line. Edie Parker Flower makes really beautiful, really expensive uh, cannabis paraphernalia. But she has sort of collected these Murano glass chandeliers and has one in her office and has one in her home. And then all you can picture like a pipe going with this. So exactly. This is the energy. So she says that basically her entire line of Edie Parker flower is, is inspired by Murano glass. And she just like Uh feels right uh to her that it's all of this really playful, brightfully colored stuff. Like, you know, like a glass banana shaped bong or something. And it is, it's like very, very fun in that way. And then the other person who I think is driving this largely, which is, is Beta Human, which is interesting because she's a Swedish interior designer who I actually really associate more with like the British interior design aesthetic, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in several of her projects, she uses these Murano glass chandeliers. And then her, it's like recently on her Instagram, she Instagrammed about this one in her mother's house. You get the sense that like, probably that's where the inspiration came from, but it's funny because it works with this sort of like bold, more graphic aesthetic that she has, even though it's not bold or graphic. It's like really intricate and maximalist. It has like a little whimsy. There's mm-hmm. a little like whimsy going on. Totally. Yeah. And then this other company, which I can't actually explain why all of a sudden it's everywhere, but it's called Ickendorf Milano. It was started it's like over a hundred year old company that was originally founded in Germany, but it's been based in Milan since the nineties. And it, it, even when it was founded in Germany was all sort of like inspired by Italian glass aesthetics. And all of a sudden it is everywhere. And it's the most beautiful products. You recently bought one of the really playful little glasses that are, that have these 
little glass little sculptures blown glass inside. cacti, little yeah. cacti. They also, Claire, they do these like alphabet I know. ones. They're, they're so good. They're incredible. They're so like beautiful. everybody could have a little initial glass. God, they're so good. They're so, so, so good. They're really special. And this, I mean, I think, I don't know if they got new distribution and that's why all of a sudden they're everywhere in, in the US, but I will say that part of why I think it works so well is because they take the sort of spirit of Murano glass, but blend it with a more minimalist aesthetic that I think is really accessible for people. And then there's Laguna B, which has been around since the nineties. And it is like classic Murano glass vibes. And I, but again, so good in a way that doesn't feel chintzy to me, which I think sometimes Murano glass can feel chintzy and has like a little, and, and I think it's like our age too, of just like nineties gift shop or like art gallery aesthetic. Well, it depends on how it's done, exactly. right? It, like it's all in the execution. But this Laguna B stuff is so good. There's like really great color sensibility, really special designs. They have these striped ones. They also have these, like, what would you call them? Like illustrative ones that have flowers and hearts and stuff like that in them that are just really beautiful. They also made glass straws exclusively for Neil and co, which is this incredible mm. home design store in LA. They're just, I, it's, it's really special stuff. And I think in the U S probably the, the easiest way to get it is through Moda Operandi, but it's really, really beautiful stuff. This newer line that I really like is called Casa Selva. Have you seen this one? No, I don't think so. I need you to look. It's oh, like so pretty. They have just yeah. like these little like pops of color mm -hmm. that feel almost like, remember those clay beads that oh, we yeah. like would uh -huh, make when uh -huh. we were, I don't know, like young, like yeah. those polymer clay beads. It almost looks like one of those is like yes. smashed into the side of a cup where there's like a daisy inside of it. And they also sell other placemats and dishes and things that feel like very this Italian countryside thing that's happening. So pretty. You know who else? I guess a couple of years ago, Marnie started doing glassware and it's all very predictably sort of like Murano glass inspired. And they, especially this holiday collection that they did last holiday season. And it just feels very right. It's like Marnie, classic Italian brand doing, doing their Murano glass thing. There's a video that we'll link to of how some of this stuff is made that's just very like, you know, ASMR experience to consume. But I just, it made me wonder, is like glass going going to be the new ceramics? Like, because it just feels... I mean, here's the thing. I think you're not wrong because I was looking up. So do you know this guy, Paul Arnhold, who... Uh -uh. Okay, I'm aware of him because I feel like every socialite our age in New York City owns his stuff and Instagrams about his stuff. And it's really quite beautiful. Uh -huh. It's expensive, but like, I got the sense. You said socialite. Yeah. <laughs> I like, right. But yeah. I like, and based on that, I was like, I think this guy's like part, friends with all those people. He like grew mm -hmm. up in their set mm -hmm. and that's like how they knew him, but also like genuinely like his stuff, obviously. So I looked him up and was reading about him and the way that he got into glass blowing. It's so fucking good is that he uh, did it at summer camp one summer in, in Connecticut. Like he grew up in New York Stop. city, but he attended summer camp in new Milford, Connecticut and did it. They did started glass blowing there and like has been in love with it ever since. So now he makes all of these pieces in a pre-civil war warehouse in red hook, Brooklyn, which is just so perfect. I'm like, it paints you, the picture. It paints a picture. You had a really specific upbringing in order to. He's really good. This is like he's really talented. Has like amazing sense of color and and in general his his artist bio and approach is is compelling. But it did make me be like, aha! So this is something you could get into a, in summer camp as a child the same way we were like, hmm, beading, you know, beating, ceramics. Beating. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yes, yeah. I think you're not wrong that if you that if you were to live somewhere where you'd have access to 
to well, there are places in New studio. York. Yeah. There are places in New York where you can take classes and stuff. And I'm sure, every, you know, other, I'm sure all over, but if anybody has done it and has feelings or thoughts or feelings to share, please, we'd love a voicemail on this. It's like <laughs> a great voicemail topic. Someone else who really feels like she's driving this aesthetic is Susan Alexandra, who mm. you probably people know of from her really colorful beaded stuff, like the purses and the jewelry and stuff, all of which also has like a sort of glass, glass colored glass vibe to it, but she does this glassware too and homeware that is very Murano glass vibes. Um, and then a much smaller thing, but this designer we love, Lindsay Deegan, does has this very small side project, I guess. I don't even know how to explain it or really what it is, but it's called Face Vessel. And they're these beautiful colored glasses. You can get them at Coming Soon and I think on Deegan's website. And they have these really abstract faces on them. They're quite beautiful. See, I wonder if she's glass blowing on the side. Maybe I don't that's know what it is. I don't know. I don't know who can say, not me. So there's this designer, Serena Conf. Oh gosh, I'm gonna butcher this. Serena Confalonieri. So she's based in Milan. I feel like she's someone else who's been really driving this aesthetic. Like you see mm. all of her pieces sort of like around the interwebs, around Instagram. She's just this really talented designer who works largely in glass and makes vases, makes bongs, makes Really uh, stunning bongs. Extremely yeah, really stunning, stunning bongs. bongs. I mean, you know, the the increasing legalization of cannabis in the United States is is converging nicely with this design trend. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's but she exactly makes like right. glasses and stuff and they do, they look really modern and contemporary. Like they all look like they belong on the shelf at coming soon. And maybe they even sell her. I think they do. At the same time, they all feel so true to this Italian aesthetic that's very like a Tori Satsas. It's very Murano glass. It's very like just fun and and quirky and colorful. Can we talk about marble in general, which also just feels like very core to this? And you pointed out correctly that it like feels very Florence, the whole like marbled paper thing. 1000%. So I, first of all, to credit this, I didn't know this, but it, it was originally a Turkish thing, like mm. paper marbling, but it just took hold in Italy in a big way. And I've always associated with Florence because there is this shop there, Il Papiro, where you can get these and it's super classic and they do the beautiful paper marbling where you can get these like folders and, and notebooks and marbled paper things. They also most amazing gift, should you ever find yourself in Florence is they will do these leather bound journals that the edges of the paper are marbled. And then you can get the initials, you can get them monogrammed on the leather. Um, You can get them like, you know, stamped in gold foil and they're, it's so special. And then the place in Milan is Conti Bourbon, but yeah, it does feel like marbling's coming back in a big way. The two things that I can't stop looking at are one, this, I, this was like Instagram rightly served this to me, this line, no one alike by this woman, Kim Padula. She marbles absolutely everything. If you go to her website, there's basically nothing you can't buy that's been marbled. Mm. But the thing that's really amazing that, that speaks to me is her home decor. So it's like napkins and placemats and oven mitts and really oh, the oven mitts done. are really sick. Aren't the oven mitts. Yeah. The way that I got obsessed with this is that she I wanted to somehow include it in some of the Christmas content we were doing because she has a red and green marbling that feels so Christmassy without being super Christmassy. Yeah, like um, cool Christmassy. It's super cool Christmassy. And you could all you could also just buy the red marbled stuff and the green marbled stuff or the blue and the white. And it just feels, you know, if you wanted to do a Hanukkah vibe, it just feels like a festive in a not unexpected way, which I like. Yes, yes, totally, and, totally. And then the other, which we are both so into, is the new hotel in New Orleans, St. Vincent, commissioned this incredible wallpaper that's produced by Vutza, 
Bautza. I don't know. It's a wallpaper company. And it's the most stunning marbling you've ever seen. And it's wallpapered all over their hotel. And it comes in a bunch of different sort of motifs and colors and you can buy it. I would love to buy it for, but I don't know what wall I need to have marbled in my home. I mean, it's like the sort of thing that like, if you did nothing else of interest in your entire home and just did this on a wall, you could be done. It's right. Oh, 1000%. It's so stunning. And I, I keep thinking I'll get sick of it because I look at it all the time. Uh-huh. You visit I'm not it regularly like, I visit on the it internet. Regularly. Can it be your iPhone background for the time being? Maybe you know? that should be it. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest. It's really expensive. So I don't know, you know, that it's going to come into my life, but I, I really love it. I think it would look so great in like a kid's room or like sort of like you do as a headboard yes, vibe yes. For behind your bed. But yeah, it's really beautiful. I, Chris and I are going to go stay at this hotel soon. And so maybe after that, I can... Can I can't determine wait. how I feel about it. Maybe you can get it on like a notebook or something there. Who knows? That'd be nice. Who knows? The <laughs> two things I want to add to this marble mixer, concrete cat, which it's, is like gosh, all I of this. I forgot about them. Concrete, yeah. They make these amazing lazy Susans and they have this sort of like cracked marble, like almost dinosaur egg, mm-hmm. you know, sort of yeah. vibe, but it is very much in this marble vein. Um, Wait, you also have to talk. They make those phone stands, those bloop phone stands. Oh, yeah. Are, they're they look like a squished little squished like, blob. They look like a squished, squished blob. ball. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. They're but, stands, they, they're quite but they beautiful. hold your little phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really, they're really great. God, they'd be a really nice present for someone. And then, you know, the restaurant Lula Cafe in Chicago. I don't think I do, but I looked, I clicked through on this and it's so beautiful. This, this, so it's kind of become like a new classic in Chicago and it's in Logan square and it was there when we lived there, but you know, Logan square was pretty, pretty far from us. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like very much had staying power and the, the team behind Polanski and friends, which is like a very influential restaurant design agency, just read is just like did some design work for them, including this marbled bread paper that I, I'm just surprised I haven't seen it a million times Yeah, because it's, it's so and I'm beautiful. like waiting to see more. Cause I feel like this is going to be a thing for sure. I agree. Also good call out on Polanski and friends. They, so this originally Anna Polanski was part of a team that did design, that designed like all of the all day cafes that all of a sudden popped up about four or five years ago. <laughs> Truly. Every um, all day cafe MP shift designed. Yes. yes. And now she has this agency Polanski and friends and I, she, is so influential in the design world. She works exclusively with food brands and food people. She's such a good eye. She's such beautiful work. And I do think she really like influences a lot of these aesthetics. The thing that I, that like, I keep coming back to when I think about the Italian countryside stuff is just like the Missoni home mm. vibes mm-hmm. in general. And I don't mean like the Missoni home collection. I mean like the homes of the Missoni people <laughs> Yes, <laughs> specifically. Yes. So uh-huh. the Stanley Tucci show, mm-hmm. which I, I never really, watched it. Listen, Claire, in my opinion, you're not missing out. Stanley okay. Tucci, Italian on both sides, you know, mm-hmm. went and visited all these these <laughs> these parts of Italy. Most of it did not like land for me, but I really loved the lunch that he had at the Missoni Matriarch's home, okay. Rosita Missoni. She mm-hmm. started this knitwear studio in the 40s, she, like became a thing in the 50s. She helped launch Milan Fashion Week in the 70s. At a certain mm-hmm. point, she was like, I'm over this. And her daughter took over. Right. Like, it's okay. just like, it's like all the things you want it to be. It's mm-hmm. just like, I love the whole energy. I love that they like, st- it, this is like a family business. I love that the aesthetic of the, like everything she does, like all is just what it is. And related to this, if you dig into the Margarita Missoni 
home tour. This is like the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. You'll see like so much of what we're talking about, specifically yeah. this dining table where there's like tons of Murano glass. There's like all these mixed textiles and dishes and these like flower arrangements of different heights where it seems like they were all cut like actually from a field of flowers. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just, this entire lifestyle, it's all made me really want the Missoni family cookbook and like mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. No, I nothing not to love about it for sure. Nothing not to love. The other brands that feel sort of like in that mix Mm -hmm. are Lisa Cordy, which is like combining a lot of patterns and a lot of flower motifs, but not in that like- Flowers plus stripes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like flowers, but not in an English countryside flower way. Same with these rugs from this line, Miho. I need you to look Mm -hmm. at these. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, this is very Lisa Cordy vibes. Yeah, it's like these geometric- sort of flower uh-huh. prints that look like digital combined with what looks to be like actual like jacquard flowers. Like, I yeah. don't know, there's a lot going on. I'm very into them in a way that I would be, would have surprised myself five years ago. And then everything that you can find on the site, Isimo from mm-hmm. Maria, from Marie Louise Shaw, who mm-hmm. does the Pelicano hotels feels like it like falls like in the adjacent bucket. Like it's a tiny bit more beachy and more like mm-hmm. striped umbrella and lounge chair, like that kind of Italy, but there's some overlap for sure. You can for sure buy the Il Papiro. I was just going to say, there. I just clicked on the homepage and there's Il Papiro. I didn't yeah. even know you, that they sold them online. Well, great. They're, they're so beautiful. So beautiful. So special. Can we talk about produce as decor, which feels like connected to this, not like exactly the same thing, but like very connected to this. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a totally separate thing. I (laughs) am so into weirdly, like all of these fruit prints and posters that Mm -hmm. I just don't have room, any wall space to put on. But the most recent one that I came across that I was like, you have to see this is this guy, Bill Rebholtz, who does these really beautiful screen prints. And he does screen print of San, of a can of San Marzano style tomatoes that is just so charming and wonderful. And it really actually does have a really Italian yes. sort of aesthetic to it. I also love that like the whole peeled screen print is available, but <laughs> the can, but the crushed, the crushed tomatoes are out of stock. Crushed tomatoes are out of stock. <laughs> well, which you know. just feels like my experience of going to the grocery store lately, to be honest. Like that. Yes, that's right. That's it right. It feels really true. The other one that I missed out on and I'm so annoyed about is that Aaron Jang, who is on Instagram as Indigo Bunting, made this really beautiful print of an Asian pear in the in the sort of like protective mesh netting. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? It's on the bottom of it. Yeah, that Chrissy Teigen at some Paris. point joked about like the uh, postpartum oh, underwear totally. being like yes. those Asian pear wrappers. Yeah. Yes. So Aaron is just, I love her aesthetic so much and her artwork. And she made this really beautiful sort of like minimal Asian pear print with this organization merch aid that does like fundraising merch. This supports AAPI women lead, but I, th- I believe it is all sold out now. And then the other super classic fruit print that this reminded me of that Aaron Jang's piece reminded me of is this Enzo Mari apple print that you'll see it in a lot of nurseries with good reason. It's like really fun, giant, bold graphic apple that is just tr- truly delightful. And I think you can find it at kind of a lot of price points on the internet, depending if it's like a print or a poster and what size it is and if it's framed and yeah. yeah. And this guy is Italian and like sixties, mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. like sort of modernist moment. Oh, the other thing is like variations of wax produce that we've both been really excited about lately. You found these soaps. Oh my gosh. These great, amazing. These great bunch soaps from handmade soap emporium. They look like each, 
it looks like each piece of soap is basically a grape and then they're strung together on this twine. I just like cannot get over it. How cool they are. Cannot get they're over it. Incredibly cool. I love them so much. I have no idea how functional they are. Like how, like, do you, like, I'm not worried grape? about it. I'm you know, I'm not worried about, about it. Either. It's definitely not about the function. I am just curious. Like, is it recommended that you take one grape off at a time and wash your hands with it? Do you just run your hand over the entire bunch? Great question. Like, could you snip off a grape with, you know, and, and yeah, each person, that's a very sanitary way to do it. You know, each person gets their own totally. grape to wash their hands. I love it. love it. And they come in like every color of grape. You can get a green grape. You can get it like a dark black Concord grape. You can get a purple grape. It's they're, it, they're incredibly charming. The other thing that I love is this company, Nana's Grocer just makes a ton of produce candles and they're hyper-realistic. Like they look exactly like tomatoes. And I know that tomato scented candles are really in now, but these are just like actually look like tomatoes and oranges and there's a quince and you can also buy the entire family at once. And just how sick would that be on a big buffet table for a dinner party of just like a million candle fruit shaped candle, fruit and vegetable shaped candles. Just really pretty. I love the other thing that I love that falls into this category that you will have seen in Margarita Massoni's home and on her table (laughs) in case, in case you're paying close attention there is the Bordalo Pinheiro line, specifically Mm -hmm. the cabbage bowls and plates. So this is this factory that was founded in the, in like late 1800s by a Portuguese cartoonist, which feels like maybe that like gives you a sense that he's like very realistic, but very lighthearted and fun plays on like a lot of it produce. Well, and the cabbage one is like particularly classic and also imitated and like also kind of widely available because it's like such an iconic thing, the cabbage plates and bowls. In general, they're all of this is like on Etsy. All of this line is on Etsy and eBay, but they also still produce. So you can find like older versions. You can like get new ones. It's like very available. The two newer things that I'm obsessed with are the cabbage lamp, which is basically like two tiered cabbage leaves. It's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. And then the pepper storage box, which looks like a bell pepper and you take his little hat off and you put, (laughs) I don't know, in my mind, my headphones in there, my like little charger nonsense in there. I mean, the thing that I think is really charming about any of this produce themed stuff is just really going for it. And like having 10 pepper storage boxes, having the full fucking line of cabbage dishes and the cabbage lamp over your dining room table. It's just funny and charming to me. And or having like all of the produce posters in your kitchen because that's cute. And our friend Britt like very much has that vibe going on where it's just like, this is the kitchen and this is where all the food themed art goes. I don't know. That's what we're doing. I love it. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Speaking of walls, Mm -hmm. can we talk briefly about wallpaper and painting? Let's please. I do. I mean, wallpaper has been having a moment for a while, but is it like, does it, it feels to me like a maximalist wallpaper is really having a moment. Like people are going for it. Like um, doing four different kinds of wallpaper in their home. Like our friend, Jane and Mallory, just her home tour came out in Domino and there's just like so much and like different wallpaper. It looks amazing. One of the wallpaper patterns that she has, she actually has in two different colorways, which I actually think is sort of genius to yeah. like, pick two different colors, maybe one's in your closet and one's in your bedroom or something. And so there's that subtle shift between them, but they work together. It also, Harper's Bazaar just published this profile of Anna Marie Tendler and it, who is John Mulaney's ex-wife. It's a really like funny 
quirky, or she's a really funny, quirky character, but she redid this house that they bought while they were still married, but she only moved into once they were divorced. And she just fully went for it with these spooky old mansion vibes. So it's all like, I don't know if it's actually DeGournay, but it like, it has the DeGournay like hand painted, super intricate vibe going on. I feel like this is like the hand painted thing is mm-hmm. like kind of part of the other part of this, which is just like yes. painting details mm-hmm. and just like the fact that people are getting like, I mean, and this like, listen, getting a mural painted on your wall is like not an accessible thing for most of us, but just as a sense for like interior design is going, people are doing that. Like they're getting full murals painted on walls. This Jake Arnold, this interior designer just Mm -hmm. designed a dining room that has like this, like fully this mural behind the dining table that just, it feels like, yes, this is what is happening. And like back to beat a human, she, for her kid's room has this mural inspired by Bemelman's bar in New York with all of these little hand-painted figures and just like the detail, like fully beautiful the detail but she, people are also doing like smaller things too like Eda human also has in one of her projects she had this bar hand painted that is with this like how would you describe it like a geometric ziggy zaggy pattern yeah and yeah 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 and the bar itself is a sort of independent piece of furniture and it's so beautiful and it reminds me of this these bedside tables from studio Ashby Mm. that you and I were talking about the other day because they're price upon request. So we will not be (laughs) requesting the price, but they are very similar vibe where it's like a fully painted freestanding piece of furniture, but then someone has gone over and done decorative painting on top of it. They're so beautiful. And it just, it feels like, so we recently for this other project interviewed Leanne Ford, the interior designer. And she talked about how just paint anything, paint anything and everything. And that's so often the solution to the problem if you don't like something and it feels like this is kind of taking it to the next level of like paint the thing, but then also like you can actually like do a painting on the painted thing. Do a painting on the thing. I think that, so in addition to these mural things happening, I feel like some of these elements from this studio Ashby chest are kind of like people are doing it like over doors, like these Mm -hmm. scrolls or like frames and this like this hotel in San Miguel Allende called Maison Hidalgo. They have like, they're painting these like you know, they have these big rectangular doorways, like high ceiling, and then just doing like two stripes of color, like around the door mm-hmm, frame, mm-hmm. which just like gives it this like, yeah, this sense of like a human touch or something, which like that obviously feels more accessible to do than, than a having mural. a mural hand painted. <laughs> do you know the other thing that's been interesting is seeing people do stuff with ceilings, like either painting yeah. on ceilings or putting wallpaper on your ceilings, which I feel like if you're like, I, this is a really intense wallpaper and I don't want to stare at it forever. Your ceiling could be a good option. I've been thinking about my ceilings because we've had roof leak issues and, mm. and we'll eventually have to repaint to cover the stains. Wallpaper would stress me out so much for that reason, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like painting a color or like a slightly different shade does feel like a little interesting in that way. I agree. And you're probably not going to get sick of it because you're not staring at your ceiling all day long. It's not in the background of every single Zoom, like in the same way that- Exactly, exactly. We did a secret menu recently on, that is a roundup of like all the wallpaper brands that we're interested in. If that is appealing to you, go into the secret menu archives if you're a member. Yeah. Gosh, we, yeah, we have other things we need to talk about around this. We'll have to do, we'll have to do a follow-up or drop these into another episode because a lot to say. Indeed. All right, that's the show. Bye. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. 
Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at asinger2hq.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at asinger2hq.com. Hold up. 